Again, this is falling into that okay category, into that broad, unthin, unsvelte, svelte, svelte, unsvelte category. To me, it's one of the most palatable you've brought in. This, yeah, because it's like nothing. Exactly. What you want is not. What you seek, Sean, is oblivion. What I seek is enlightenment. Like, okay. That's not true. What do I seek? You seek oblivion. I guess I seek oblivion too, actually. Uh, hmm. Ignorance is bliss? No, I just want it to be over. Like, life? Or this podcast? <laughs> no, I don't <laughs> want this podcast to ever end. <laughs> I want the universe to um, crumble. Or to, nah, to fold back in on itself. That'd be fucking rad. <laughs> um, but the podcast, I think, should be the one remaining remnant of this universe. Like the cockroach of the internet? The cockroach. Did you add an extra syllable? Cockroach. cockroach. The cockroach. The cockroach. The cockroach. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So you like the platable, platable, palatable, palatable. I always say platable. I mean palatable, platable, well, pla platable. I think everyone likes palatable, but what is palatable is different to different people. No, I'm saying the word. I say oh. the word wrong. Did you know I had a speech? Um, what's the word? Impediment. Was, yeah, that's it. I had a speech impediment as a child. Did you know that? Stuttering, Stanley. Not stuttering. Can you guess what my speech impediment was? Uh, yeah, take, if it's not stuttering. Take a guess. It, it comes out from time to time. Hmm. I, I, yeah, not, no, I mean. I used to be, I couldn't pronounce my R's. So I'd oh. say squirrel and whirl and girl. Hmm. And I would pronounce my name like Eric Weaver. And <laughs> yeah, I'd say, hey, it's me, Eric Weaver. And this went on until the end of fifth grade. Can I, can I tell you what's funny? Is that loud? Yeah, it was a technical difficulty. Oh, that's fine. Um, so this is funny. So children are very mean. Children are actually the meanest people in the world. Without a doubt. Um, so kids made fun of me for all sorts of shit, as they should have. They were stern but fair. Um, mainly I got made fun of for having a giant head, a big skull. I got a little brain. I got a little walnut brain, but I got a big old head. To house it in? You gotta protect it. You gotta protect that walnut. Totally. Uh, protect your nut, Sean. I always do. Um, I just give it away. Um, give it away now. Oh, sorry. Got early 90s K-Rock on the brain for a second. Wow. Um, wow. Terrific. Uh, yeah, so anyway, so oh, I got... Oh. More? Sean, hold sorry. on. Stop. Keep going. No, that's all I got. Back to my personal story. Um, yeah, so I got made fun of for that, but I had this horrible speech impediment. I, for some reason, maybe I blocked it out because it was so bad, but I don't remember a single instance ever 
up till the time I was like 11, 12 years old, of anyone making fun of me for speech impediment. And it was ripe for the picking, man. Like, that's the kind of shit that is given to you on a silver platter. I don't remember it ever being an issue, but I do remember one of my teachers taking me aside in elementary school just before summertime, or I don't know, somewhere around that, somewhere around fifth grade. This teacher took me aside and was like, listen, you've had your fun, you little shit. They didn't say that exactly, but the reference, the implication was you've had your fun, Everyone here accepts you, but you're going to middle school. And those seventh graders are not going to fuck around. Like, if they hear you with a speech impediment, they will, eat, they will eat you alive like a fucking pack of piranhas. And you need to take care of this shit now. And for whatever reason, that really clicked with me. <laughs> and I was fine, like, three months later. After eight years of speech therapy, I was fine three months later. Because <laughs> I, I just didn't take it seriously. I didn't care. Because, again, no consequences. Exactly. So the moral of the story is... Make fun of children with disabilities because they will fix themselves. I am uh, gonna wholeheartedly agree with you, sir. The uh, the whole anti-bullying shit is uh, really gone a little too far these days. I to think. to quote Sanja's um, favorite Twitter personality, Lex G, mm. bullies rule, <laughs> and they do for I, the most part. Well, yeah, I mean, as you said, children are the, the worst human beings ever invented. Yeah, let's, right? let's, by the way, world, enough of the kids. Uh, let's no. knock it off. We, we do not have to nerf the world. That is entirely ridiculous. When I was a kid, this world was for adults, and now that I'm an adult, this world is for children, and it's really pissing me off. But, well, now it's for adult children, though. Now it's for the adults who refuse to grow up. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. very much so. <laughs> Did you see that amazing Esquire thing about the... No. Okay, so Esquire.com posted a nine-year-old's review of Age of Ultron. It was a very, like, perceptive, funny nine-year-old, so it's mm -hmm. fine. And then there's, like, this 46-year-old man who posts an extensive Facebook post. And in the post, he literally says, this is not, like, um, uh, a paraphrase. He literally writes, step aside, nine-year-old. Like, this movie's for me. This movie was <laughs> made for me, not for you. And here's why you're wrong, child. And this is a man who supposedly works at some very high-level position for Microsoft. And this is the fucking world we live in. The, uh, the world of the man-child uh, reigning king? The world of a grown man defending, of all things, Avengers Age of Ultron to an uh, unimpressed child. <laughs> oh, that, I missed that part. The, the child was uh, the child not very was taken. Okay. Yeah, I think that was fine. Again, like most things, Avengers Age of Ultron, it's fine. I mean, it's it's about as entertaining as it can be. I didn't see it. It's just like it's doing a lot of heavy lifting mm, financially. <laughs> Let me put it that way. Well, that there's I, a lot of balance sheets going on in that movie. That is pretty much most of Hollywood these days, though. That's no, no, no. But this is different. This is like the crux of Disney's new empire, though, mm, totally. and sort of all. It's like a. It's like the narrative equivalent of a road, like a bottleneck. Like, uh, all these freeways yes. are merging into this one thing. And if and that it, doesn't go... Well, just, it, it can't move very much. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, you, you kind of, you know, There's... struggle and strain your way through, and you trudge through, and you get to the end, and you've made progress, but it's like, damn, that was a lot of work. It gotcha. It was like an entire movie of exposition, essentially, to, to forward the, the rest of the movies they have to sell. It's not just exposition, though. It's exposition and it's planting for the other 28 movies that are going to come out of this movie. Gotcha. This is the movie you have to see to tie everything else together. Right. And everyone, I remember everyone complaining that about the old ones. Like, oh, Iron Man 2 is just saying the Avengers. It's like, yeah, that was setting up one movie. This is setting up 14 movies. Well, I think it's kind of going back to the old school uh, setup of the, the serials that they used to do. 
So, you know, you'd, you'd be going to the movie theater every week and getting these cliffhangers, and that would be leading you into the next portion. Yeah, but for that specific serial, not for, you know, Flash Gordon's buddy who has his own separate serial, not for Flash Gordon's dog and his canine adventures, although I, I would watch that. Yeah, I don't see anything wrong with creating a world. I, I really like the idea of what Marvel is doing. I mean, I'm not a huge comic fan. You're but, a big nerd, though. Oh, I'm a total nerd, and that's I guess that's why I like it. But the idea... Of, I think whenever people say the N-word, they should mean nerd and not the other thing. <laughs> that's what I think. Wow, we should, uh, we should adopt that and... Uh, He's uh, a total inward. How can you say that? No, he is a nerd. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> a- anytime someone says nerd, we should say that's our word. Yeah, that's yeah. your code word. Yeah. Like you can't say that. We can say it, but you can't say it. if you're not no. part of the community, you can't say it. But uh well, as uh as Milhouse said, I'm not a nerd. Nerds are smart. Uh, <laughs> he's a dork. <laughs> yeah. There's there's a, a subtle difference. Um by the way, I know this is getting back to our, our early hits of the race relations, mm. but how weird is it to you? That there are specifically white guys who so desperately want to be able to say the N-word. Like, uh, their whole argument is like, well, you say it, why can't I say it? Why do you want to say it? Like, <laughs> what is the desire to say it? Um, anything that's taboo is uh, appealing. Anything that's taboo to someone to whom, no- if you're a white man living in America in 2015, essentially nothing is off limits to you. So I guess Except that. I guess and that's the, the appeal. Yeah, I mean... That drives me crazy. Totally. I mean, and as has come up before, I'm a huge fan of Dan Harmon, and uh, he is... I hope uh, Ryan's not listening. <laughs> indeed. Um, he he, he taken, has taken to the uh, the N-word quite liberal, liberally uh, in his own Say life. Say again? Liberally. Liber- <laughs> liber- <laughs> liber- <laughs> you sound like you're tonguing someone's balls. <laughs> wow. Wishful thinking, sir. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, a, a, yes, it is a, uh, he, he describes it as a, a tasty word on the tongue because of its tabooness. Um, it's not necessarily something that I say, I don't feel comfortable saying it, but I don't feel that I should feel uncomfortable saying any word. I don't believe that any word should Intellectually, be. Intellectually, I'm like, what's the big deal? Like, why can't I say that? But it's like, I'm not going to, like, especially on this podcast, I'm not going to fucking say it. I'm going to say a thing that's going to be taken out of context, potentially, for the rest of my life. Certainly, no. And I I understand the social ramifications and the social uh, history of the word and why it is a thing. But, it, you know, it, it... as stupid as it is, the whole sticks and stones thing, man. I mean, you know, it, it's childish, but it goes back to that bullying thing. It's well, just... this is a little different because only because the historical context. Certainly, when people say it, they're also doing things like raping and killing, and or just as you know, denying a bank loan or denying someone the ability to live somewhere, or whatever, or chasing them out of town. You know, uh, yes, certainly, like they're, they're, they're real <laughs> physical, violent connotations to the word. With something like nerd, like, oh, he pushed me in mud. Like, it's not quite the same. No, no, and I'm certainly, yeah, I believe you were the one that made that comparison, but um, I me? did embrace. Anyways, uh, the N-word whole thing. You can't uh, drag me into this. I'm retired. <laughs> you certainly, You don't want to drag a retired old fool into this debate about race relations and the N-word. How did our podcast become so race relations oriented? Orientated? Well, I'm 100% Cherokee. You remember that? That's a callback. That the, is. To the true fans. That, that, that struck me as... Uh, what? That I'm Indian? Yeah. Or that I would make that reference? No, no. The, uh, the uh, fact that I'm literally 100% Cherokee struck you as odd? <laughs> no, sir. 
Do you see with, they, you, do you see with your eyes? Yes. Do you hear with your yeah. ears? Do you uh, taste with your tongue? The uh, the the hillbilly was uh, overcome by the. Uh, uh, oh man, I'm just getting racist. I here don't know so. what's happening. I, yeah, that was a nice good burp I had. I wish you fellows at home could hear this. I would say ladies too, but there's no. We have no female listeners. Let's be honest. I can still talk to you for this. I'm still talking, yeah. So I don't know what our female fan base is, but I would have to assume it's pretty limited. The show's over. Mainly the, uh... we're, we're done.